All right, guys, here we go. Nord East Podcast. We have a big time episode for you guys. We got all kinds of news. We're going to break down Mandalorian. It's amazing, by the way. We are going to get back into Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Rewatch before we do an overrated, underrated breakdown of our guy, Jake Gyllenhaal. Here we go, Nord East Podcast. And here we go, Nordy's Podcast. I'm Eric. I'm here with Ryan and Jim. How are you guys doing? Very excited. I'm well. How are you? I am great. What are you so excited about? The um, screencast. Oh, dude. yeah, yeah, of course. I'm so happy to be here with you guys. Me too. Me too. Like-minded people hanging out. We're, yeah. We're officially mostly. a three-person hive mind. <laughs> <laughs> and we all look the same. It's the worst hive mind of all time. <laughs> we get nothing accomplished in this hive mind. All right, guys. Um, well, join the hive mind by getting updates to your phone all the time for exactly what we're thinking by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Nordeast Podcast. Also, subscribe on anywhere you get your podcast from. Perfect. I nice. think that we got on enough that I can just say that now. I'm ready. We're too big now to too list big. them all. We're too big. We're it not used like... to be SoundCloud only, and now it's like everywhere. We don't so. really need to tell people where to find us. They will find us. Yeah. 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 We're Nordeast Podcast. Plus, find they're already us. listening. Exactly. There's always that. Both of them. True. True. They are already. <laughs> they have realistic. found us at this point. They probably are really annoyed by that every week, but I've never thought of it. No, don't worry about it. <laughs> um, all right, Fuck guys. Them. We are <laughs> we are randomly deci- deciding to support our like-minded neighbors over in Wisconsin. Um, Ooh. This is uh, the Brewing Project, and we felt for no reason at all that Wisconsin needed um, some extra support this weekend. Completely uh, random. Some love. And this is the love that we're giving them. We're drinking Brewing Project, which we've had many times. We're drinking, for no reason at all, their Resist Milkshake <laughs> IPA. And so thank you um, for the Resist IPA coming from Wisconsin on this very awesome For no particular weekend. reason. Again, random. Uh, Has nothing to do with anything. This is good, though. It is good. I feel like, I mean, it's a dense boy. What is it? 7.33? And it's thick. Oh, wait, we got a second decimal? So this is a cherry vanilla resist milkshake IPA. India pale ale with milk, sugar, citra, mosaic, cherry, and vanilla. I like this. I'm kind of like, I think that the milkshake thing was so overdone. Went way too far. It went way too far to the point where I kind of um, don't buy them anymore. I don't think places make them that often And I think that people aren't making them as much, and it just has gone a little overboard, Um, but if you don't drink them that often, they're pretty fun to drink. I mean, we were drinking milkshakes on milkshakes on milkshakes. <laughs> we were like drinking milkshakes week. multiple pods in a row, like yeah. maybe two in the same pod. And now we hardly ever have them. So. I, could, I can't even remember the last time we had one on the podcast. Yeah, that's fair. It's been a while. So I like this. Beer. It is fun. It's great. Thanks to Wisconsin for no reason at all. Thanks for Resist IPA um, from Wisconsin. So. Yep, Exactly. Well said. All right. Uh, first up, and do we care? Also, and don't wink at me ever again, please. Thank you. I'm a winker. I've been yeah, winking I'm, more uh, and more. You guys like it? Guys, you want to know my biggest problem? Creeped out. I mean, you, you this can't is gonna, wink. No, no, no. This is my biggest problem. <laughs> I, I can't. Like, I have this terrible habit. That's like it's actually a terrible. Like you wink habit. at students? No, no, no. Oh, okay. No, no. It's. I think it's a worse habit than that. Oh. I keep doing this, like the AOK sign. This one, yeah, yeah, but the AOK it's sign, the reverse is, Nazi sign, yeah. is like, something else different, doesn't it? It's like the white supremacy sign now, mm-hmm. and I keep like doing it in my life where I'm like, yeah, and so then you I'm give like, the AOK, and then do you do the click noise with your? 
Is that a thing? Well, yeah, they go together. They do? With maybe a wink, too. I don't know. All I don't three know. is a Wait, power for the move. full Nazi salute? Yes, right. But I'm saying it's like it's like a white supremacy sign. Yeah. And I keep doing it, and then I'm like, ugh, like, I, I hope no one saw that. For, remember a long time, I never got into this. That sign was like if you held it down and then someone looked yeah, at it, you yeah. got to kick them in the to, balls like, or something? Punch them. You had to punch them. Yeah, I wasn't down with that. No, I wasn't into that game ever. No. I also wasn't into tripping people. Mm, that was the thing no it's like well if you like team up and you have somebody kneel behind the person Ooh. and then they you give a little push yeah that, that could be fun you don't want to hurt was them. pretty safe you don't want to hurt them you just want them to tumble softly and they're usually and laying laugh. on the big backpack and, laugh. and shit yeah, and you laugh, laugh and you know yeah I'm not bullying i'm just all in good fun i'm here for that all right guys do we care lots? That sounds like a slippery slope, Jim. Not bullying, but just in good fun. <laughs> <laughs> fun for whom? That's yeah. who, that, that's it was so thought. fun for me and my friends. As the bully, I had a ton of fun <laughs> in high school. The same kid, we did it to him every day. He loved it. <laughs> yeah. And we'd put him back in his wheelchair. and then like, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> We'd wheel him to class. It was all good. All right, guys. Here we go. So the wrong that's class. That's Loop. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to get us back on the track. Please, now. Um, do we care? Uh, Johnny Depp, out of Harry Potter, um, Crimes of Grindelwald stuff. He is Grindelwald. This is like one of their two main characters. He got in some trouble for like a libel lawsuit. I don't know much about it, but he got in some legal trouble here. He's been in court a bunch. He had this messy divorce as well. Amber Heard. I, the whole thing is a mess There right was now. like poop in a bed. There was like allegations that he was like a wife beater, but she was really abusive too. He lost his case, and so I think Disney was holding off to fire him. Or it's not Disney; it's WB. Um, until that was settled, and it's like they couldn't, they didn't acquit him of that, so he got fired. I don't really care. I don't think Johnny Depp is some amazing person or actor. I'm gonna go the other way and say I do care. Okay, I feel like whatever happened to Albus Dumbledore. With, with, you know, in the third film, I feel like this will be a turning point and they're going to find somebody that's better mm-hmm. than Johnny Depp. Yeah. And I think it could actually improve well, the series. So overall. if you remember in the first movie, they had Colin Farrell be this bad guy. And oh, then they took I hope the... it's just him. They just took the, um, you know, he took his disguise off. Maybe they can play it up where like he just wears this disguise all the time or it turned out that that that, that was his original form and just hire him again because he's great. Oh, he's fantastic. He is great. I hope that's what it is. I mean, why not? It would be the easiest just write that way in and be like it. one line of like, yeah, yeah, this is my true form. Okay, and we'll there's just no, there's no books they can just retcon whatever the hell they want. And just, exactly. I just think that yeah, like just we all know what's happening. Exactly. How can yeah, it be yeah. the least distracting to me? I think is just being like, we messed up. We shouldn't have hired him. We should have just had it be him the whole time. Here we go. Yeah, mea culpa, and let's move on. Give him like similar hair, like a hybrid of the the two characters mm. style wise, and you're Ooh, good to go. I like that. Yep. Perfect. I like that. All right. God, um, we should be in the movie business. Dude, we, did, we, we just solved, we literally solved this problem in 10 seconds off the cuff. That's it. We're good. They're probably like, oh, okay, um, what if a beast is actually him? A fantastic beast is actually Grindelwald this whole time. Call DreamWorks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How do... <laughs> What's the main character's name? The character, not the actor. Newt Scamander. Newt. How do we have Newt Scamander be any part of this at this point? That's their <laughs> biggest challenge nonstop. God damn, we should have named it that. But they're, anyways. They're like, <sighs> Jude Law is so much better. Eddie Redmayne, sorry, you're kind of out. Cool hair, but that's about it. Um, Newt Scamander's problem is, is he whispers everything. 
He's like, oh, yeah, yep, yeah, oh, so. It's very yeah, suspect. Yeah, yeah. yeah, just, uh, I'm just going to stand over here while the action happens. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty scary over there, but this beast is really amazing. <laughs> Into my briefcase. <laughs> Do we care? Um, I really want to care. And honestly, guys, I, I, I feel like we need to apologize to our fans. Because we watched Harry Potter, and we didn't watch any of these movies. We just stopped. <laughs> well, yeah. They suck. They suck. Um, one, Get over it. One is horrible. Yes. Two, two is, is horrible, horrendous. too. Two is okay. Better, but not much. Three, I was I was hopeful. I was like, I think they're moving away from the beasts, and they're just going to move into, like, Dumbledore, which got me pumped. Yumbledore, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> all right. That's what the gals were saying in the theater next to us, Jim. I don't yeah. think we care. No, I care because I think they can make it Do better. better. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. the only reason I, like I care. That. Yeah. that was a great take. I want to amend my take and go with that. Cool. Um, next up, Alex Trebek, Dead at 80. Oh, I said that so abruptly. It sucks. That was very abrasive. It sucks. Yeah. Um, He's been dying like a little bit every year. I, I have to I, say, it's though. It's like been a long process. Like, I have a hard time. Um, no, it's been, it's, he, he announced it like 10 months ago. That he had cancer? Yeah, like that he had uh, that stage come four. Back. Yeah, he had yeah. stage four, yeah. I, I have a hard time feeling really sad about people who are 80 years old and wealthy and rich and famous who had a long time to prepare for their death. Um, I think it's like time to celebrate Alex Trebek. I yep. think people should be telling the best stories. It's okay to be sad, but it's like it should be more of a celebration. This guy lived a long, good life. He touched infinity people. That moment that happened about three oh. months ago, where that one guy—no, oh. like, stop it! I'm getting the chills. Oh I mean, my yeah. god! I mean, he just—you know—he get to write in your answer, and oh. he wrote in, you know, we love you, Alex Trebek. And then how much did he wager? Like all, like two thousand dollars, and he just kept five dollars for and himself. He kept five bucks, and Alex is like all choked up and yep. stuff. Oh. And Alex started, and I, I just I, the tears started stop just it. popping, just pop. Eric, man, tear. I had to push it back in there. That one's a rough one. Why is there so much dust down here, you guys? It's very dandery from the cats. Yeah, the cats. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, R.I.P. Alex Trebek, one of the best. Legend. Would you guys say the best if you had to like rank game show hosts? I mean, obviously, Bob Barker might be number one. If I, I mean, maybe not. If I had to rank game show hosts, there's only one place to start, and that is Drew Carey. That angry British lady? No, I'm kidding. Um, if from I had to Weakest pick, Link? If I had to pick someone, I'd probably pick uh, Regis. He didn't even Regis for Regis Millionaire. Millionaire. Oh, he yeah, was great. Yeah. Everyone watched Millionaire. That show was awesome. Okay, it's um, great. Another great. another one. Um, I would pick would horrible. be the guy. <laughs> the guy, <laughs> especially because you just repeated what I said. <laughs> I know. I thought I could do it better, and it was much worse. The guy who kissed every girl. <laughs> Bar- right on the lips. Bob, right on Bob the Bob lips. Of, they were like 10-year-old like girls. like a 15-year-old girl. Uh, an 80-year-old so, grandma. Every, <laughs> he kissed every girl on the lips. Yeah. Bob it was, Barker? No, no, no. No, this is Make a Deal or something. It's, no, it was, this is it like was 60s, Family 70s. Feud. Oh, was it? Okay. It was the oh, original the guy, host the, of Family Feud. The guy Feud. that killed himself? Uh, maybe. Yeah, probably, Sounds right. Probably because they were on to him. Yeah. <laughs> he kissed every girl. Okay, so let's... Sticking with the Family Feud, I do love Steve Harvey. I love him too, and he's so funny. He is his his like every part of his body is funny for this weird reason. Like even like the way he steps away, like his feet are funny. His <laughs> his big uh, shoulders that he wears in his big his suits. facial expressions are perfect every time. Maybe they have to do a couple takes, but I, I I don't care. I think Steve Harvey is hilarious. If I was starting a game show, he's my first call. He's first draft pick. Yeah, I mean, you know, Trebek played it very straight, very serious guy. But it was a very serious game, and yeah. it needed that. So yeah, yeah, I yeah. think he was perfect. What for about the role. Uh, what about? I like when he like 
would act bitchy when somebody didn't know something than he knew. Because he'd be like, well, you've been hosting Jeopardy for 45 years. I expect you to probably know some of this stuff. What about um, Vanna White? She's she not a host. host. Shit. She under, just touched a button. Underrated. She's not uh, a host, didn't though. Properly. Her, no. Pat Sajak is, is the overrated. Host. Massively Pat overrated. Sajak, Pat Sajak adds nothing. I know what kind of person Pat Sajak is. A bad one. You think he's a creep? No, not a creep. I think he's a just a jackass. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, but he, he's the host, so you don't get to pick Vanna. Vanna's not on the board. Vanna, Vanna's a letter girl. Vanna, how old is she? I don't know. 55? She sat next to Nelly one time in an airplane. She did? In his song. Oh. Remember that? That's right. Yeah. Um, I mean, this, this, That's how this, he knew he made it. This segment has devolved. Well... R.I.P. Alex. R.I.P. Alex Rebecca. Let's all right. On. Next up, uh, we all care about that. Next up, uh, Boba Fett might be getting his own um, miniseries. What? On Disney Plus. That's the rumor right now. Okay. Spoilers for episode one of season two, but he's in the show, so he's already in the show. My problem with this is that um, we get got a Boba Fett miniseries. It was called Mandalorian. It literally was just like, oh man, people really like Boba Fett. Let's just make a show about. But what do they like most about Boba Fett? His cool outfit. Well, so they just took his outfit. They because he was a nothing character. He, yeah, he. They also don't know anything about Boba Fett. Right. Um, they just think he looks cool. And I think that makes his star in the. Uh, oh, well, sorry, bad pun. But like in the Star Wars universe, much mm-hmm. seem much brighter. But he was not that great of a character. He did virtually nothing. We also got yep. a we also got a mini series on Boba Fett when Attack of the Clones went to Geonosis. Geonosis, and they found and, and you kind of got a little bit of the backstory then. Uh, that Let me was give you a wink. That was plenty for me. Yeah, no, that's all I need. That was maybe too much. Um, and I know that wasn't Boba Fett. That was Django. And but the, Boba the, was there. The kid, yes, exactly. So yeah, this is surprising to me. Well, I mean, I guess we'll see how this plays out. Maybe this is going to be him in his prime though. That's probably what it's going to be. That's what that I, I don't would think it's sense. official. I think it's just in discussion right okay. now. Okay. Um, I care. I, I want care about it. I want it all. I want they, more, anything, more content. Yeah. Dude. They could tell me anything. They could be like, we're making a Chewbacca one. And I'm like, sounds dumb, but I can't wait for it. <laughs> <laughs> Better brush up on my Chewbacca knees. Um, all right. We all care? 100%. Yeah. Okay. Next up, Charlie Hunnam claims he wants to be the next Bond. Okay. Okay. Could you see him as Bond? No. Sure. No. Why think, not? I don't think so. No. Is he he's British? Yep. Yeah, but yeah, I don't yeah. think he can pull it off though. Why? He looks just like he literally looks just like Daniel Craig. I, I mean they, I don't think he has the acting chops okay. to follow someone like Daniel Craig and be unless they're going to go a completely different direction with Bond, which I hope they don't. I don't This would be the exact same direction. I don't think he can do that. So this isn't really the story I wanted to talk about. Um, I didn't get through the rest of it. Oh, so he oh. said he wants to be Bond, but he said he doesn't think that he would be getting that call. And he said from everything he's heard, the next Bond is going to be Tom Hardy. Yeah. That's the rumor. That's what he's hearing. The inside information he has is that Tom Hardy is the current favorite. It's not signed and sealed. But, but that- do you guys feel like Tom Hardy five years ago was a much bigger draw than Tom Hardy now. Tom Hardy's had a, a big series of misses. Tom Hardy's just one big movie away from being... Hey, what was that show where he's always running around naked and with full... Of, taboo. Full Why? Where's that? Where is it? Where is it? season two Bring of that. Taboo it's back. Like three years ago. Liked that show. Yeah, it was pretty good. Watch The Revenant. That's like season two. Yeah, I haven't seen it. 
So what do you guys think? Would you guys be okay if they said Tom Hardy is the next Bond? Would you be excited by that? Yeah, I'm okay with it. I'd We've be, talked I'd about some different options. We like uh, Madden. We like Rob yeah. of Winterfell. Oh, Richard Madden. Yep. We like um, people talking about the Loki. People talk about Idris Elba. I Idris like Elba. Idris Elba. I like that one too. Idris Elba and uh, I feel like Richard Idris Madden. Elba when he like punches somebody, you're gonna like feel it. Like he's a big dude. I think Idris Elba, because here's the thing with Bond, what you really need to do is be believable that you could be fighting and wielding a gun, Mm -hmm. and you have to look really handsome and be just suave as fuck in a suit. Right. That's really what you're doing. Like, being Batman, it's not about being in the suit. It's not like, I'm Batman. It's about being Bruce Wayne. It's about being Bruce Wayne. Being Bond is about being able to order a drink and harass women i think richard (laughs) in the old in the old days i think i think richard madden is like 10 years away from being a good bond they'd have to go young if they did yeah i feel like he's just a little i feel like yeah but give me that richard madden i know but like he has to be like a grizzled kind of guy and he looks too much of a baby face and i don't i i understand what you're saying i totally do but i feel like he's got to have like some wrinkles in his face you know what i mean and i feel like idris elba has a little, could have a little bit of like gray in his beard or a little bit gray on the side, and yeah, I think Idris he'd be Elba able to nail age it. Age is much more in line with the age of of previous of, actors of the when 007 they agent. Yeah, yeah. How old is he? Even even though like probably most of their 007s are like super young and stupid because yeah. they're expendable. Right. They probably don't live that long. You don't want your twenty 50. year veteran guy. Like actually, you're kind of valuable. We yeah. need to keep you around. Maybe you should advise. Um. Yeah, I'm fine with it. Charlie Hunnam ain't going to get the role. You're right. He no. can't act for no. shit. Okay, so how old should Bond be? I think Bond should be 42. Okay, yeah. so just for reference here, Richard Madden, 34. Mm-hmm. And what did I say? He's about 10 years away. Okay. Oh, um, Idris Elba, 48. Okay, that's perfect. So, I mean, he makes 10 years of Bond movies. He's 58, though. But how old is Daniel age. Craig now, though? I mean, and, he's coming out with a new one next year. And... Uh, um, Tom Hardy, 43. Mm. Yeah, Tom Hardy be great. I mean, I just feel like his star has fallen a little bit and it wouldn't have the draw that it would have. Daniel Craig's 52. Years ago. So he probably started as a 42-year-old. I don't so. think... Yeah. I Dude, nailed it. 42, nailed it. perfect. You're I don't right think... Money. I, I don't think... <laughs> Thanks, guys. I don't think Tom Hardy is a good enough orator to nail Bond. Because he literally is a mush mouth? Yeah. Yeah. He's too, he's too like choppy with the way he says things. Like other than like his four lines he had in Inception, everything else has been like behind a mask or, you know, Fury Road, like he had a mask on for half the time and then he didn't say anything and he's Mm -hmm. just acting with his like emotions and he said 10 words. Like, I I don't know. I don't know. I think that the, the obvious choice is one that we haven't mentioned yet. Tom Holland. Daniel Ratcliffe. (laughs) (laughs) dude's 5'3 and 110 pounds i don't know daniel ratcliffe need i say more people yes don't see him as any other character you need to say more you know a lot of these people are seen as something else you know like idris elba is seen as like the The bad guy guy or the guy from the guy from uh, fast and the furious tom hardy he's mad max here you know you know Daniel Radcliffe, relative, Daniel Radcliffe, relatively unknown. He could play anyone. <laughs> he really anyone. could. No one associates him with any certain <laughs> role. All right, guys, let's move on. We all obviously care about Bond. We went on and on and on about it. Next up, Moonbase 8. It's out now. What the hell is this? 
It's a show on Showtime, which I don't even have. Do you guys even have Showtime? No. Okay, so maybe none of us are going to watch this, but it looks pretty funny. <laughs> We're not going to watch it, but let's talk about okay, it. Okay, so uh, good cast. Tim Heidecker. Um, I asked you guys to help me remember this. Yep. And I remembered the one that I think was harder. Fred Armisen. Okay, Fred Armisen and... Jeff Bridges. No. Uh, um, John C. Riley. Chester Pennington. So, <laughs> that's a throwback. Um, yeah, man. So, it's like a... a <laughs> fuck. It's like a comedy. It's a comedy. It's about like a moon base. There's been a lot of moon moon and space shows this year. There some was Space of, some Force. Of canceled. Biggest disappointment of the year, Space Force. Can oh, we agree on that? Uh, no. Space What's the one Force? I watched? Away. Away. Yeah. Away is horrible, yeah, but, but no one space expected Force, anything of space that. Space Force had a budget probably 200 times bigger than Away, and Space Force was unwatchable. And you know what else was horrible? Another space show, Avenue 5. Is that the one on HBO that had Hugh... With uh, Hugh Laurie. Yeah, Hugh Laurie. Terrible. Horrible. So I... But I think this could be better. Like the writer and director, like did a bunch of stuff with like Portlandia, which I loved, and just SNL. He wrote for SNL. He's like a really good writer. Is this one of those things where one studio comes up with an idea, right? Yeah. Like we're gonna do a space comedy, and then Warner's gets word of it, and then you know HBO gets word of it, yep. and they're like, "Dude, do you hear Warner's is doing a space comedy?" I'm like, yeah, we got to write a space comedy. We got to right do it. Netflix is, is theirs is coming out first. Dust off that one them. that we threw in the in the dumpster, you know, six months ago, and they all suck. Yeah, they all suck. And I think John C. Riley's overrated. And I don't <gasps> like. I don't think Fred Armisen's funny. Oh wow, well, this ain't either. the show for you. Fred Armisen, oh, he's great. Is not funny. I saw him live one time at all in St. Paul, and he was awesome. Um, well, you guys are wrong and both wrong oh, but I, I is that why you're not going to get showtime to watch it i'm not going to get you no one's going to watch this so okay. i guess do we even care maybe we don't care. i don't um based on the cast absolutely not i do not oh, care. dude the cast is the reason to care no. the network's the reason not to oh um the cast was the good part yeah i thought that was the <laughs> thing holding it back <laughs> all right let's move on i care hot wreck. sorry jim we didn't mean to shit on your thing but it's Pretty shitty. Well, there's a reason that it's out today and no one's heard of it yet, so... <laughs> and it's on Showtime. Yeah. Hot Rex, guys. Uh, Jim, you watched uh, His House. Yeah, it's on Netflix right now. It's a horror movie. Um, holy shit, a huge fight. Okay, I got really distracted last, by that last week. Last um, so anyways, uh, yeah, it's like, a, it's like a scary movie, and I, I love the premise. The premise is like, okay, so they always have to have a reason why the family stays in the haunted house, right? It's because they just moved to a new part of the country and they, you know, whatever. This is like the the most brilliant one I've seen yet. These are like people that desperately got out of like a horrible situation in Africa and they got to, they finally got to England like on a boat and they're all being allowed to stay there if they really strictly follow these rules. They stay in the house they've been assigned to. They don't cause too much trouble or they could get deported back to like war-torn Africa. So they are well and truly stuck in this haunted house and you feel for them. So... It's like an all-black cast. It's really good. I didn't really recognize, um, you know, any of the actors. It's it's fairly low budget, but it's got some good jump scares. Um, I'd probably give it like a like a B, like a C plus maybe, which for horror movies that's watchable. You've been, I, on, you've been on a big horror kick. I just I know I don't know I don't even I like think them that much. That the uh, will you will you now give a, a a you know a little short ad to our new sponsor, the streaming service that you got. <laughs> Splint, splinter What's hey i canceled my subscription to shutter shutter because okay, i i pretty much watched what they had to offer um my horror movie that i would write um would be based on this okay it's a suburban minnesota family 
they're parents you write what you know of of hockey players okay they're hockey parents mm. okay and so thus they're very competitive with all other parents so the reason that they can't leave the haunted house is because they're trying to keep up with the joneses and they're now house poor okay mm. they've spent all their money on an suv that they can't afford they've spent all their money on hockey stuff for their kids and they spent all their money on a house that they can't even furnish and they still have to go out to the local um, bar and drink too much uh, every Thursday night. Um, yep. That's my movie. They can't leave the house because they're house poor. Sudden death. Love that. Jean Claude Van Damme. Overtime. Yeah. Um, no, I think that could work. You could write that. Yep. Why is it haunted? Um, it's probably new construction. <laughs> <laughs> uh, urban sprawl. <laughs> that's it. Maybe that's the name of it. <laughs> that's what it is. We are a writer's room in action. I love it. All <laughs> mediocre stuff, though. Just like at most others. Just like everything on Shutter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, guys. Um, Mandalorian uh, Season 2, Episode 2. We won't spoil it for you guys since it just came out. And for Ryan. And for Ryan, who was gone. He was haunting, man. Hey, congrats. You shot a buck. I was haunting. That was cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think Mandalorian is about as good as television can be <laughs> i'm not even yeah, kidding no i mean I, it's an action movie on tv yeah it's better than almost anything else star wars has ever done i'm not kidding mm-hmm. it's no you're right it's so well written it has the right level of silly it has the um right level of like i'm sorry but anything with baby yoda and mando is the best thing on tv right now right and the budget is perfect. The writing is incredible. The directing is incredible. And I am actually on the edge of my seat in every episode now. At least the last few of season one and the first two of season two, I think, are such... It's such premiere TV. And I just love it. And it gives me real faith in Disney, their ability to do Star Wars, and Disney Plus as a channel, um, putting out things that I'm excited to pay for. That's all fair. Um, I loved it. If I had, I mean, all the things you said are true, so I agree with them. But I think that the only problem I maybe have with the first two episodes, when you combine them as a whole, they're not really pushing the bigger plot lines forward at all. Like they're expanding the universe a little bit. You're seeing like what you know former X-wing pilots are doing now. So and cool. I mean, all that stuff is fantastic, but we're really curious about, you know, Mando meeting up with other Mandalorians. Well, it's now it's been two episodes of just him searching for that. And that's just for a clue to get to the next adventure he's going to be on. So it, the pacing is is different. Um, but I mean, what, what are they rushing? Everyone's watching it anyways. I, 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 I think know. that they want this to go on for a while and they like that you could probably jump in at any point and be just fine. But the real story, there is only one story. It's that Mandalorians are supposed to be these cold, you know, conscienceless killers for hire. And Mando is a good man who is constantly helping other people, who's constantly saying yes to doing things just because he's a good person, just because he does the right thing. And his love for Baby Yoda is the most pure love I've ever seen in my whole life. <laughs> I can't I can't get enough of it, and I don't think anyone can. At some can. point in the series, he is going to have to give Baby Yoda to another group and walk away. 
Oh. Are you ready for the tears that will no, fall? No, I'm already... It hurts me just to think about that. He's going he's gonna to rust his helmet, and oh. it's going to be tough to watch. Yeah, so I'm just Can't saying... Wait. If you think he ain't going back for Baby Yoda, oh, 10 minutes going later, back. like an 80s movie... Like he's he, going back. Well, he's full gonna, sprint. Like, he, we already did the thing where he gave him to the bad guys and then went back. It's this is be, like when there's like maybe the end of the series. No, this, oh. it's going to be like the movie where... The, the the owner turns his dog over and it, like like a white fang you know yeah. like where Yoda like follows him as he's walking away mm-hmm. and he's like no get out of here <laughs> get out of here get kick some dirt at it and shit yes I don't I never liked you and then you know twenty yeah. minutes later he's back saving baby Yoda uh, I, yeah I hope so I think that the show I, I'm not if, hey, if there's a trope to be you know pillaged they will find it the white fang yeah i'm not trying to say that this is the best writing i've ever seen on a show it is not it's not even close it isn't complicated but it is it doesn't need to brilliant be. yeah. because it's not complicated right it is simple but it's simple done as well as you can on television it looks perfect it looks like a star wars movie mm-hmm. it's fantastic the directing is so top-notch for television it is must watch television i love it i couldn't be more excited i forgot how much i needed mandalorian in my life and so far i think season two is quite a bit better than season one i agree i mean there there's gonna be a season two dud episode like i think there was probably two dud episodes in season one um maybe the one in the village and then the one where they're on like the weird prison ship uh, didn't work for me but as a whole it did and i haven't seen the dud yet in season two both episodes have been great it could be a lot like Atlanta in that mm-hmm. that they're they're they exploring stuff. a sandbox and it just it doesn't always hit. You're right, Mr. Robot, same thing. Mm-hmm. But overall, if you're looking at the body of work, I think it's really good. Yeah, it's fantastic. <sighs> All right, guys, do you know what time it is? Oh yes, it's time for us to get uh, a little too aggressive with uh, with women uh, to say some things that might be a little insensitive with uh, small. Um, Asian children. Asian children. (laughs) And uh, we are going to put ourselves in the line of danger, all in the name of adventure and archaeology. And that's because we are... in the name of what, but... That's because this is Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Rewatch. I'm here for it. Love it. Kalima. <laughs> Let me get to my notes. I have extensive notes. Okay, guys. Um, I need your help because last week I tried to go through the movie and I just kept going to the wrong parts. So I need your help a little bit because these movies are a lot of... They pack a lot of story, a lot of action, a lot of things, a lot of moving places. Big, it's like one big moment to the next big moment. Yes. Which is why they're so memorable. Yes. Um, so this one, where do we start? In, in a nightclub. In a nightclub. In, 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 oh, in with, Club Obi-Wan, with a, by with, the way. With a song and dance number. Stupid. Um, ridiculous almost like a uh like a like a, a vegas showgirls kind of thing like right but like at one point they opened it up really big and did the credits over it and that wasn't even part of the room you know what i mean yeah it was like an old soundstage production and then they zoomed kind of back out and then it was like on the regular stage in the restaurant so it was like pretty over the top 
Yeah. Um, but anyways. A little weird. I don't really know what that whole part had to do with the movie. Yeah, why was well, he even there? Under, other than introducing Charlie? No, what was uh, her name? Short Round? No, no, no. The, <laughs> no, the, the girl. Um, Willie. Willie, Willie. Willie! Um, so yeah, you get Willie, the singer, and you get Indy there duking it out with some... Asian mob Asian, bosses. Yeah, and they are they give him poison. He needs to find this antidote. He is there to trade or the, a diamond yeah for mm-hmm. some uh, uh, relic relic which yes. shows that he doesn't give a flying fuck about archaeology. Can we just admit that now that he's an action hero? And he's in it to party. I think he's in it to party and hook up with with beautiful women. All right. I think so, is what his real goal is. Isn't that what all archaeologists do? <laughs> <laughs> he's just not the purist that we thought he maybe was. Um, uh, did you guys see when he gets on the plane who who fucking helped him on? Dan Aykroyd was just in it all of yep, a sudden for yep. half a second. That was really? Dan Aykroyd. That was yep. Dan Aykroyd for a minute. Okay. Um, who had connections with Spielberg. Yeah. Right? Because of Ghostbusters? Maybe. It's, uh, I, I shouldn't say that. I don't, I don't think know he if, did I don't that. Know but Spielberg didn't do Ghostbusters. No. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. This movie, to me, felt like, whereas the, the last one was, you know, an adventure, right? Like, we're this is the movie we need to make. The, the Nazis are doing this. This is our reaction. This felt like a big misadventure. Just a series of silly shit he's getting wrapped up in, just trying to get, like, back home to his... He doesn't even really want to have anything to do with this stuff. He's just like, oh, well, these people need me. I better see what I can do. And maybe I can, you know, fortune and glory, go get those stones. Um, maybe keep them, I think, is what he's at least thinking right away. And he didn't really have any of this planned at all. I think, so I read an article about why they decided to go the route they did with Temple of Doom. Yeah. Well, let's also mention that. That's the movie we're talking about is the Temple of Doom. Temple of Doom. And I'll just um, add this before you just go fully into it. This takes... T- place in 1935 and raiders of the lost ark which is the first one takes place in 36 so this is a prequel yep and that's perfect because the article i read said that they didn't want to do the nazis as the bad guys for every movie Mm -hmm. and so this was why they kind of did like a quote-unquote like one-off and went in a different direction is because they didn't they they had a plan for the third one and they didn't want it to be three nazi bad guy movies. Well, it's how a, disappointed would they be to know that the nazis are still the bad guys in 2020? They probably very on that. Yeah. Um yeah, in fact, I did read that they they wanted to have, you know, Marion back in this movie and actually introduce Abner, which is her dad that we never heard heard all about is that Rookwood? Yes. Yeah, that sounds right. Um and they were finally going to get to meet Rookwood and then they're like, "No, let's do this more like the popularity of Bond movies." with kind of a different supporting cast around our Bond, in this case, Indy Jones, right? So they totally switched it up. I guess both Lucas and Spielberg were like in the middle of a messy divorce. They were like really depressed at the time, and they just got dark on the bit. Because this movie is way hardcore. Way hardcore. Okay, so they go to this... They Okay, they get on a plane to escape from these... Oh, oh wait, you missed a big part. Um, this is after a car chase where a six-year-old Asian boy is driving with blocks tied to his feet. Love it. And he can't see over the steering wheel. Short round. Short round is... Indy. is Short round still works, right? I mean, maybe it's racist. <laughs> but maybe, I mean, it's entertaining. Maybe? I don't know. I mean, I guess. 
he befriended a six-year-old boy to drive him around? Yeah. Is he six? I, f- I well, felt okay. like he was more like nine. Okay. A yeah. nine-year-old boy to drive him? Does that help? <laughs> Might be worse. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um, yeah. So he has uh, Willie with him. They go and find out that they have a plane ready to get them out of there. But the plane just so happens to belong to the Asian mob boss. Yeah. Right. Then the plane is full of just really stereotypical things that an Asian person would have, like Chickens. chicken coops yeah. and yeah. stuff. Like bags of rice. <laughs> I mean, they really thought about this a lot. Um, and what a stupid way to kill him. Like, there's people everywhere just gun him down. Yeah. They're all sleeping, and the the, the, the pilots, like, walk past them. They have the plane with all this dude's stuff on it. The, they could... the. Pilots could just go execute them. Just yeah. Doo, doo, doo. yeah. Yeah. And then, and just then save the plane. And not have to right. blow the plane up. Just push them out the window. There was, there was a lot of silly or, stuff like that. But so anyways, they the, the pilots jump out. And then they, they have this pretty memorable scene with jumping out of the plane on a raft. An instant And so then they go down the raft. mountain in the raft. And then they get into the rapids in the raft. Um, it's all pretty over the top. I thought this was one of the sillier moments of the the. Oh, movie. the raft flying out of the plane on the raft, falling, going sledding, falling into the water, going over a waterfall. Like when they go over that second cliff, I mean, it's a little bit like, okay, boys. I was like, okay, I I totally believed that it worked the first time, but yeah. Uh, eventually, it brings them to this somewhere in India. Some small after like a forty-five minute flight, Indian yeah, right. village from China. Um, I, I guess, guess they flew all day into I, the Himalayas. I, I guess I guess we don't know how long they were in the plane. Technically. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. So, anyways, they end up going to this village. This village has been um, destroyed. The children have been taken, and this powerful stone has been taken by this group of religious fanatics. Is that sure. fair to say? Rich palace people. So they go to the palace, and uh, upon arriving there, something is off. They hear about the new Maharaja, who they're supposed to meet, and they're to go to and this... And Willie's pumped. Yes. Yeah. Very excited. he is incredibly wealthy. When they get to this dinner, the Maharaja is like a kind of weird 12-year-old boy, maybe? Him and Short Round are about the same grade. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's fair. And then... Um, they eat the craziest food, which I always stuck with me as a kid. Same. You know, the, monkey same, same. Brains, the monkey brains, I the remember. The beetle custards... The eyeballs in the soup, which was really the living stupid. snakes, the snakes pouring out of the other snake, all that imagery. Like I watched this movie probably more as a kid than the other two, um, and I just all that stuff came flooding back. Like how monkey brains, how, like that. Yeah, that how memorable sticks that in was. my head so much. Yeah, mm-hmm. I just kept thinking, like, are they just saying that this is what people in Asia eat? India, but yeah, yeah. I Asia's mean, literally, in, in, it's funny in, you say that because in Asia. you know, as a kid, and the in you know Minnesota public school system we didn't know a lot about india did we did they ever get to india in our curriculum um, no not in outside of, most outside of, of what Gandhi. i thought i knew about india was from this movie and it was all pretty like racist yeah and pretty like oh they eat the weirdest foods they're into weird cults they they're all dirty you know like, i mean really i'm sorry <laughs> but that's like what slave i thought. labor slave labor they're all backwards and and not progressive and all this other things and um i, I think they really set india back in fact india banned the movie forever and then, like, just recently, within the last maybe 10 or 15 years, and then, allowed it to be seen. And because then, and then after not being all backwards and whatnot, India decided to be backwards and set itself back in the 2010s. Well, you probably know more about that than I do, but... And then, 
Okay, well, you keep going with the description of the, the so, anyways, play by play. They go through this whole meal. They get into some arguments about this um, cult, pretty much. What was it called? I don't know. Serve the tea, I think. What was that group called? I don't know. I don't remember. They all had Indian names. I don't remember. No, no, no. The whole group of people in this castle was this cult that had disappeared yeah. supposedly a long time ago. But they're back. But they're back now. And they were all denying that they could ever come back. Um, so it ends up a lot of sexual tension between Indy and Willie as they head to their rooms. Uh, the nine-year-old boy is sleeping in Indy's room. <laughs> I know. And that was great. He's like, he's like, uh, you go back to the room. I'm going to go, you know, I'm going to go tap this. <laughs> I'm Indy. And he's like, Indy, tell me about it later. I'm yeah. nine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then... Indy, you dog. And then him and her have like a pretty ag- like aggressive conversation. Yeah. To say the least. Yeah. It was a little Tantalizing? I just remember when I was yeah. like little, I just didn't understand any of this shit. I just, That's good. That's probably the sign a, of... This is a PG movie. This movie was so hardcore with the sex... And the horrible violence of people reaching into their chests, pulling out hearts. We'll get there. We'll get okay, there. Okay, we'll get there. But like, it was so bad that at the time there was only PG movies and R movies. And after they released this as PG, everybody complained. And so they went back and they're like, okay, we need a middle ground here. And they was going to be 12, 13, 14. He said on PG-13. That he literally invented PG-13 for this movie. He literally tried to it. bribe her with an apple for sex. Yeah, it was like, you hungry, baby? Yeah, shine it and up then on she the never sleeve. Even hardly got to eat. Yeah, because it just yeah. went right from that to like now they're in the dungeons, and then they never really came Stopped out until the meal. The, like the rest of that movie was really like paced right almost in real time. Yeah, it's just crazy at that point, and that's like halfway through the movie. And so then Indy gets attacked back in his room when they yeah. se- go their separate ways. He's being choked to death. She's mad at him for not coming to sleep with her. He escapes with the help of, uh, what's his name? Short Round? Short, Short Round. Round. And uh, he escapes with his help. And then they go into her room and they decide that something is wrong, that they are not safe, that they can be attacked in these rooms. He feels this like air draft on her flowers and he fondles. Uh, he grabs the breast of a stone column yep. and pushes aggressively. Yes. yes. And yes, then yes. that opens up this secret passage directly to their... The evil lair. Lair. So they were letting her stay in the place that they said didn't exist where all you had to do was like lean up against the column accidentally and you could discover the whole thing. But the bugs, you guys. Yeah, so the bugs were oh, absolutely terrifying. And They had all the worst bugs, real bugs. Yeah, it was it was. I remember How it? much money would it take for you if that was all Junies? Dude, that actress... Like had so apparently so much trouble with that scene, but she fucking did it. Of like, course, those things were on her no, head. No, no, but you're not. You're, you're you're ignoring everything that I just said. I'm too scared to talk. If about If that it. was all Junies in there, buddy, what's the Junies the, would be the least of my problems in there. Did you see those? The they had those stuff? crazy centipedes? flat giant spider things that were like on yeah, that yeah. season of, uh, you know, what would you do for a bunch of money? Fear with Joe Factor. Rogan? Fear Factor. And remember when they had to eat them off the table? Yeah, those are the scariest bugs in the world, and they were in there along with centipedes and. Walking sticks. Hey, but and you're everything. avoiding the question. If that was all Junies, How what's much? the dollar amount that it would take for you to walk through there and stick your hand into a web <sighs> full of Junies Ooh. and pull a lever? Probably like ten years' salary. Isn't it crazy that? <laughs> isn't it crazy where Joe Rogan came from and where he is now? He started out with like, "Would you eat an elk penis for some money?" And now he's like, "Would you be cool with 
fascism. <laughs> <laughs> but I've got this. I've got this supplement for you to try for free, dude. Well, really set that joke up. I appreciated that. <laughs> so, anyways, um, short round and Indy end up in this terrifying room that um, they didn't. I don't think they filmed them in this room the whole time because Indy, like the blades were coming down. And then Indy's standing there. There's no blades anywhere. Yep. The, then the, the blades are further down. And then the, Indy's... The, the editing was really bad. That yes. was rough. Um, but that room was cool. And that was an interesting part. I think the whole thing about her being too grossed out by the bugs and couldn't do this. And he kept saying, we're dying. I'm going to be dead. There's going to be two more dead people if you don't hurry. Went on for too long. Okay. That was a little annoying. Like, it it should have been a few seconds. Instead, it was like we four minutes. We are going to die. Yeah. Well done. It, it really was just a little much of that, but um, a cool scene, and I love the fact that she saves them and then instantly leans back on the thing. Yeah, that was funny. So that was good. Um, it ends up with them sliding out. He saves his hat underneath the she falling thing. She didn't lean. She bent over, and her ass yes, ooh, yes, wasn't pushed her it fault. back. Yeah. Um, then she, she too thick. <laughs> they slide under the door before it closes. Indy reaches back for his hat. Like uh, he did the, in the first uh, movie, the trademark hat grab underneath the collapsing door. Great, love great, love that. That's the kind of thing I'm here for. Yep. Uh, and then they walk into what is a religious ceremony of incels. Yep. A it's- sacrificial <laughs> ceremony. <laughs> <laughs> it was Incel Nation Unite. <laughs> it was just incels, Indian incels, long ago in the 30s. Who knew that they oh, existed? Also, here's, who knew incels, incels always existed, existed pre-internet? In yeah. <laughs> this was also a scene that didn't paint in, paint India in, in the best light too. When they have all the people chanting and they're all swaying with yeah. their arms like flapping and stuff. Uh, exactly. Like, I knew they were incels when they were like, "Let's take the beautiful girl and mostly expose her and then kill her and yeah. cheer." Ugh. Yeah, that's incel incel yuck fuck you incels yeah yeah she probably uh says she wanted a nice guy but she really didn't want a nice yeah. guy <laughs> i was nice for like three days straight and she didn't even have sex with me and yeah. no one still has i deserve it <laughs> um so then it got yeah then it got crazy and then you discover that there is some real magic going on here because i mean the guy is pulling out a heart and the the the, the hole kind of closes back up and he's still alive and you know the heart bursts into flames as soon as like the guy bursts into flames so you're like okay this guy's got some powers there's some real supernatural shit going on Mm -hmm. which is a it's like tries to ground in reality with like action set pieces that are silly but there's always this layer of actual magic mysticism mysticism whether it's religious or in this case cult like or black magic which you could call religious at the same time and And we're going to get to a part where aliens are the the magic or the the supernatural part or out there part so it's it's a through line it wouldn't be an indiana jones movie without some actual supernatural shit so they they burn this dude alive the heart starts on fire and then they all are like cool we're good here let's go back to our day jobs of harassing people um they all leave indy jumps down to go grab the stones and then he starts like just looking at everything yep and like taking his sweet time, takes all the stones instead of one of them. He's just making all the vital mistakes. And then he hears um, like crying, screaming kids, it sounds like. Okay. So he decides he needs to further investigate this. Fame and glory. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so instead of just doing the mission, he's like, I also need to save all of these slave children. Uh, he goes in there. They instantly find him. They catch him. And then... I, 
this scene was like disturbing to me. The little creepy Maharaja kid is actually like mega evil. Yep. And did you say mega or mega? Both. <laughs> okay. Uh, he's mega evil here, and they are just a death cult um, that is uh, worshiping Kali, the Kali Ma. Yeah. The Hindu god of death. Okay. Sounds. Do you guys want to know the coolest thing about Hinduism? Sure. In Hinduism. You are not a human having a divine journey. You are divine having a human journey. You yourself oh. are a god. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. I'm a god. I yes. like that. I didn't know. So anyways, Indy gets captured. They dump this weird liquid out of a skull down his throat. Yeah, what they call it the black... Uh... Black juice. No, I made that up. Okay. <laughs> so the black juice... <laughs> no, they had, they it had, takes like, over. They, they had a specific term up for it. But anyway. Indy not, gets his shirt off. Looks good. Of course he did. Yeah. And he had that strap going. Yeah. Like, that yeah, was yeah. great. That you want to know what, though? You want to know what I realized? And I'm not trying to, I'm not here to poke at Indy because boy, oh boy, is Indy a handsome guy. Sure. Right? Um, what I, at this point of the movie, even pre shirt coming off, I thought to myself, has there ever been a better action star than, uh, what's this guy's name? Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford. Has uh, there ever? He's way up there. Tom Cruise? Uh, I'm way more interested in Harrison Ford than Tom I don't Cruise. know. I, we'd have to discuss this another time. Uh, I'm that sounds Bruce like Willis. a. Se- I got a lot of stuff coming to my mind. So. It's a whole separate pot. Uh, Daniel Craig? I do like Daniel Craig. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we know. So, so, anyways, they dumped this juice down his throat, the black juice, is what I think they called it. And, <laughs> and uh, when they do this, he now is like a voodoo. There's like a voodoo doll, and he can now be harmed if the doll is harmed. And he's also under their control, which is the most important aspect of the juice. Um, he then proceeds to bully um, Short Round, slapping not him. Not cool. No, not cool. Straight up abusive here. He then um, is cool with sacrificing Willie. And the thing that I didn't like about this was science, okay? Uh, <laughs> Don't bring that up. The first guy gets dropped down into this thing. And just by being in the proximity of the lava, he burns up, catches fire before they even dump him in. He burns his horrible death. She spends like maybe six, seven, eight minutes. This scene was too long. Hanging above the lava numerous different times. And she isn't even burned. She's no. fine. She's she does pass out one time from the I don't heat. Even, I think she passed out of fear. She wasn't even afraid. It was like literally insane. shock. Yeah. 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 Um, okay. Well, yeah. But they get her out of there. You can't nitpick 80s action movies. Eventually, he gets her out of there after a hundred tries. They they get how many how many times did the stupid like wheel thing I like go down it. and like oh my god you guys you did it again yeah the incels weren't even trying to fight back they were still jumping up and down and cheering yeah they were like into just whatever they were watching yeah like yeah this is fun too yeah we also like when our side gets beat up <laughs> don't sacrifice her <laughs> don't do it now. <laughs> Um, they eventually save her. Everyone just like leaves, I think. And then <laughs> he takes the stones and then they're like, we need to free the kids. And then they get into this huge battle where like he fights like the big Indian guy. Which on, by the way, the big Indian cultural whipper. appropriation, because that's the same guy, same actor as the, was the big white German guy. No. Same dude that they put in, in blackface and a big black beard. No <laughs> yeah, Same guy, way. same actor. Yeah. So anyways, so he's back. They do get out. Kill him again. The Maharaja kid keeps stabbing this voodoo doll, and Indy's hurt and loses. I liked this scene though. 
Yeah, yeah. And he loses. He falls down every single time and starts losing. And then, well, this is a this is like a very prominent scene too with the rock crusher. Yes, with the I big, always the, the big, remember this. the rock steamroller. And then short round is like, I gotta go take out this Maharaja kid. Climbs up the beats the shit out of him. Climbs beats the shit out of him, but then befriends him. Well, they're the same age, dude. It's like when you get in a fight with your. Well, once he burns them, which yeah. the burning releases the black juice. The black powers. juice, no, no yeah, more. Which we skipped over with Indy too. Yeah, Indy yeah. comes out of short it. round. Short, short him, round and he's like, him. "Oh, okay, uh, it's me. I'm good. I woke up." Yep. So, anyways, the rock crusher, the white German guy, gets <laughs> gets crushed in full Indian garb in the rock crusher, and then they decide they need to get out of there because the odds are insurmountable. So they hop into this like. Um, minecart minecart oh hell yeah and the minecart was did you love it um all i thought was oh my goodness they put this whole part into the movie just so that they could have a ride at universal studios yeah a thousand percent and how big were minecarts at this time like do you remember like donkey kong games always had the minecart levels and it was just a thing from our childhood. I mine liked. Carts. I liked it, and I actually thought like when the two mine carts were next to each other and they're at different levels, and short round was being pulled. They got the very two creative with the mechanics of the mine cart. Yes. The only part I didn't like is when it jumped the track and landed back on the track. Stupid. I was like, too oh, much. Come but on, they always got to push it one too far, on. you know. But everything else was really cool. In that and scene. again, also, it was about two minutes too long. Yes. Um. I guess the only other part was that these people literally wanted to kill indie so badly that they were like let's flood our whole place let's destroy this entire operation yeah and so well he had the stones and so the they stones. really did not want him to escape with those that's, well, that's and not, not only that important. they they didn't want him to give them back yeah. so they'd rather bury him in the mine with the stones than let them leave okay so anyways they end up um making their way Water. out because he yeah water he stops yeah. the cart with his feet and he burns his feet and they're smoking and he starts saying water but that was just because there was actually going to be tons of water coming which towards they them easily outrun they just easily by taking outrun. a left and then the water like doesn't follow them the one thing i thought was cool about this though is when they did get out and then the water shoots out the thing and i was yeah. like that's awesome no it was really cool and then it starts breaking away the walls it's like eroding around them, eroding the walls and the footing which was yeah. even more cool yeah that was, I was really like, cool right, i wouldn't have even thought of that so i but, thought that so was, they get off that and then now it's bridge time this is climax yeah bridge time um <sighs> didn't like bridge time i liked it but i have a real issue with indy here being a hero because he did not act heroically so he's on the bridge. He knows he's dead. He's he's dead to rights here. He either jumps into the crocodiles or he has to cut the bridge or he has to fight his way out. He can't fight his way out. He can't survive jumping into the crocodiles. He's got to cut the bridge. So I like that. But the problem is, is that he has four minutes to cut the bridge before Willie and Short Round end up on the bridge. He waits for them yeah. to get 25 feet on the bridge and then cuts it. Okay, so I could yep. make I could make I could play devil's advocate for just a second in that he was trying to get as many of the bad guys on the bridge as possible before he cut it. So and then when, he told them it spoke to short round in Chinese and said, Hey, hold on. Hang on. Hang on, wrap yourself up, which they both did. So I think he was I think okay. And the rest so of them didn't hear that and couldn't understand you, that. They didn't really make it that obvious, but I think you could make the argument that he was waiting for all of them to get on the bridge. So he could take them all out. Yeah. And it worked. And I guess they built like uh, like 15 animatronic models of like 
and they could do this one time because it's very expensive to build these crocodiles. So the arms and the legs moved at like as soon as they like exploded this bridge, and it was pretty cool. So like when the people are falling, that's not obviously CG. That's like mo- like practical mo- like big dummies models, that have yeah. arms and legs that move. So it looked really good. Like I thought it looked like a really good effect. So anyways, um, it gets to this whole scene where most of them are being eaten by crocodiles, but there's a few of them left hanging on the edge of the bridge, including the main guy. What's his name? Ram. Ma Ram. Ram. Don't like him. He was great, though. Anyways, they end up getting in a battle where he tries to rip Indy's heart out of his chest while they're hanging from this bridge. Um, How did Indy escape? Um, well, he started chanting too, and then the stone started burning through oh, the bag. Oh, that was Yeah. Weird. And then the guy was like, I don't remember. He, like, he was like, I have to save and... the stones, and then the one stone burned him because... Well, the, the first two fell, and then the guy realized he needed to try and save one, and then so then he took his hand off, and then he was able to kick him because down. He, yeah. Because he was saying that this guy was like polluting the stones and that he was going against Shiva, and so the idea was like Shiva burned him... I and then the British show up and just straight slaughter all these like guys with bones and arrows. Yeah, they were just it's like straight imperialism. Yeah, they were like, "Hey, remember it's like, we last have guns? Time we you just, have arrows. Your yeah. arrows don't even get this far." Yeah, they were like, "Hey, remember last time um, we did this in the 1800s? We back." And then they just started lighting everybody up again. <laughs> we back. I mean, of course, they're cult bad guys. We get that, but they were foot soldiers mowed down by the British. Um, yeah. So eventually, though, they find their way back to the village the village yeah they bring the kids back in like really dramatic fashion yeah all the kids got out which is great um well not all of them but and then the movie's pretty much over at that point uh what else was there i mean they get so they bring the stone back the old village guy was happy and it started um, raining like right away or yeah, whatever yeah, like yeah. The, the crops already came back and i guess yeah so that's where we're at and then indy was on his way to like less than a year from then to have an, to another horrible adventure. Like a great adventure, but like horribly dangerous. Well, yeah. You'd think these adventures would be more than like a year apart. He's trying to save his dad. Give him a break. I know, I know. Okay, my, my only... No, the dad is the last one. Dad's the last one. I don't know when that movie's set. I thought you meant the... I thought you were saying the next one. He goes on well, another the, horrible it, adventure. Chronologically, the next one. This is 19... Oh, this movie, Raider, yeah, Raiders, yeah, yeah. Raiders, Raiders, Raiders. So, yeah, what do you guys... Which one do you like better? Doom or Raiders? Raiders. Raiders. Not even close. Eric? Uh, Doom, to me, is is more memorable. Doom had more shock factor yeah. for me, but was a much inferior movie, in yeah, my opinion. I agree. I think I liked Ra- Raiders this Raiders told one, a much better story. I think I liked this one better. Okay. Um, I didn't the first few times I watched it. I think this was the first time I felt that way. Um, uh, I definitely don't get the hate for the movie. Like when people are like, God, why did, you know, Temple of Doom suck so much? I'm like, what? That is fucking great. It's great 80s action movie. It looked like an 80s metal band stage um, when they were at the cult thing. Yeah. Um, Other than that. But other than that, yeah, (laughs) it it was fine. The sets were good. I'm really excited for the last one, guys. Me too. Well, last one. We got well, two more. I'm sorry. The the last one. I'm not the watching next the one, one. I'm the most. I'm not watching about. Kingdom. I'm yes, most you are. About no, I'm not. The last one. What are you talking about? He's the South Park kids, buddy. We're getting through all four. Oh okay. yeah. All right, guys. 
that's it for our segment, Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Rewatch. We'll be back next week, so please watch it with us. But here we go. We're going to finish this episode by doing a deep dive into our guy, Jake Gyllenhaal. Jake Gyllenhaal. Jake Gyllenhaal. Is he underrated? Is he overrated? Or is he just properly rated? rated. Let's find out. Do you have IMDb up, Eric? I have Rotten Tomatoes up. Okay. Actually. Um, I actually like using that one better. So we're going to start out at the beginning of Jake Gyllenhaal's career. Um, he actually started out by... I mean, we can skip the commercials and ads and stuff he did, but... Yeah. <laughs> like every music video he's ever in or... I'm going to skip all TV because he was only a guest on television okay. ever in his whole career. Yep. Just let's get to um, the movies. So he starts out in October Sky. Yeah, as a kid. It's like a... As a kid in 1999. So 21 years ago. October Sky. So this is... Was this the Wagon movie? Yeah. I don't know that I've seen it, but it's considered a classic. I saw it probably. Rotten Tomatoes score is 91. Yeah, people love this movie. I should probably go back and see this movie. Okay, so I'll just say properly So he's got rated. a great start to his career, though. He uh, like goes... Kind of a really popular, well-loved indie movie. He goes into Donnie Darko next. Big as time. Donnie Darko. How many times have you guys seen Donnie Darko? Once. Once. I've probably seen it 12 times. This it's, is one of my like six DVDs I had in college, if you guys remember those days. Love mm-hmm. Donnie Darko. It's a great movie. It's great music. 86 on Rotten Tomatoes. It did $205,000 is also. It was wow. a tiny, tiny, tiny little movie. I love it. Um, I have, you know, it's fun to think of all the theories. People say it doesn't make sense. It does make sense. It is a, it is a true a cult classic. Though. Yes. I haven't seen it in a long time. I'm not sure I'd really enjoy it all that much if I tried to put it on now. He next, next did in 2001 also Bubble Boy. Wow. Big, huge dud. Okay, 31. So, and this is like, people were excited for this movie because I think these are the guys that had just made Dumb and Dumber. The Farrelly brothers? Yeah, right? And so, is that right? Well, it is. Know. But, um, and so then it was like, wow, who sucks here? Is it the Farrelly brothers who make all these genius comedies or is it Jake Gyllenhaal? Turns out. It was the Fairly Brothers. He did Lovely Amazing next, also in 2001. It's a tiny movie that got an 86. Never heard of it. Um, nope. Before doing The the Good Girl, uh, which got an 82. I've never heard of The Good Girl. Okay, moving on. Uh, he did Moonlight Mile, another small movie in 2002. All right. Um, that was fresh. Uh, then he did Jimmy Jiminy Glick in La La Wood. Oh, the Jiminy... He was probably just a bit part in that. The Jiminy Glick was the Martin Short character. Oh, yeah, That, yeah. like, fat suit Hollywood guy. Yeah. His first... Funny character. His first blockbuster. So, literally, the biggest movie he's ever done at this point is October Sky, which did $32 million in 1999. Hmm. Um, we're in 2004. He's never done a big movie yet. Crazy. Um, And the first he blockbuster... He's not yet. Can I guess? In, yeah. The Day After Tomorrow? Yes. Yeah. Hey, The Day After nice Tomorrow, work. it is rotten. It got a 44, um, but it was $186 million in the theaters. I thought it was before. a great movie. When the ice was chasing them? Yeah, I loved it. That was so stupid. Like, run from the ice. Run from the cold. It's there. Can't you see because of the ice? Stop it. It's it was really stupid. So that was 2004. 2005, he starts out with Jarhead, which did $62 million. It got great a 61. movie. Did you guys watch that one? It's it's an indie movie, and so it's not. It doesn't have this wonderfully satisfying ending. It's a little slower paced, but really good movie. Especially coming off of like September 11th, and we killed Saddam Hussein, and this painted like a very dark picture of the military and what yeah. they were trying to do there. So I don't think it was very well received publicly because it was like you guys hate our troops, yeah. and it's like, well, this is what they fucking put them through. Yeah, and so I think it was more. Uh, he wanted that pink mist so bad. He just wanted to get a kill. It was more important yeah. than people probably realized. Did you guys see this time. movie? No. I did. I've I, seen it several times. Okay, I've seen it once. Okay, uh, next up, this is his big break. 
Do you guys know what it is? What year? 2005. <sighs> I'm going to go so far as to say that this is the most controversial movie ever. Ever? Okay, what is it? Brokeback Mountain. Oh, sure, sure, oh, sure. Yeah. 2005's yeah, Brokeback Mountain is, he's one of the stars of this movie. Him and Heath Ledger. This is a gay love story mm-hmm. about two cowboys, like modern day cowboys falling in love with each other. And this was so incredibly important <laughs> and con- controversial in 2005. Have you seen it? No, I have not. I haven't seen it. I haven't either. I oh. mean, I don't know if it was made for me. I'm not really sure that... Well, I don't know. I'm not really sure that... Um, it's not like only gay people liked it. No, 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 no. I'm not sure a, a cowboy... Just gay it. cowboys. Yeah. <laughs> it's only... No, no, no. Only no. It, made, point, it made $750. Yeah. <laughs> My point is that I don't know if a cowboy love story is mine, is for me, whether they're gay any or... Are you homophobic? Homopho- love story, I'm usually out on, so yeah. So Eric's homophobic. Oh, yeah. no, stop it. File right. that down. I definitely am not. Do not file that down. <laughs> um, next up, uh, he was in Proof. Okay. Uh, Zodiac. It's a big role for him. Big role. Small movie, $33 million, but 89 on Rotten Tomatoes. This is 2007 now, so two years later. He's, he's working Zodiac. with Fincher at this point, so he's got some big directors. Um, then he's in Rendition, which is kind of a small movie that doesn't do well. Mm-hmm. He's in Brothers. That was which does twenty eight million. more straightforward. Not a blockbuster movie, but... He's in Love and Other Drugs, which does $32 million. It's a rotten... Uh, that's that was a lot of nude Anne Hathaway in that movie. Noted. Um, what, what movie was that? Love and, <laughs> Love and Other Drugs. Other Drugs. Uh, next up, Prince of Persia, The Sands of Time. Ooh. This was him trying to dive into the world of action. He It's $90 million in the theaters in 2010, but it's a 37 on Rotten Tomatoes. And it was... Uh, and that, th- this was when like video game adaptations were kind of starting to become a little bit more prevalent Mm -hmm. and prince of persia was a really big franchise at the time they tried to make this huge big budget movie and and it was bad did you watch it i watched a little bit of it and i turned it off i didn't think it was like horrible horrible but it was not not a good movie and he was only fine i mean he's playing like a persian as a white dude and that was weird anyways so next up he 2011 he does source code 54 million he got a 92 on rotten tomatoes have you guys seen that one it's where he finds out he can like he, there's like a terrorist att- attack on a train and he like okay, realizes yeah. that he can oh, try yeah, yeah, and try yeah. over and over again. Yeah, yeah. I, that, I actually like that. Did you watch it? Yes, I did. I oh. like that movie. Yeah. <laughs> Once I described the play. Source code, incredibly bad title. So boring. Yeah. yeah. Like forgettable. Next up, End of Watch, 2012. Great Does film. 41 million. Yeah. It's an 85 on Rotten Tomatoes. If you guys don't, police, it, police movie, right? If you guys don't support the cops, then you're haters blue lives matter no um this was a and this this movie was done like in this very different style and it felt very real Mm -hmm. and even police officers like had complimented like the way jake gyllenhaal like talked on the radio they said he felt like he sounded like a real cop okay um it was a very like sad story too overall um, I I love. Is this, this movie. the same guy that did Training Day? Right, the writer director Antoine, Antoine Fuqua. Fuqua. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, I think it even I haven't won, seen that one. I think it even won some awards. Okay, maybe like best original screenplay. Uh, good stuff. What's I your re- impression so far? Has he made it as a huge? He's not a. He's big, not a big deal. He's like a good indie guy at this indie point. guy still. Um, next up, he's an enemy. Tiny little movie, one million dollars, got a seventy. Well, you know who that was, right? No, Denis. That's our Denis. 
Denis. One of his first indie movies. Then, not, a, not a great movie. He plays two characters, himself and yeah. like some shadow version of himself. It's a classic indie ending with literally doesn't tell you shit. So. Next up, he was in Prisoners, did $61 million. He got 81 on Rotten Another Tomatoes. Denis. And it, that was good. Yeah, I haven't seen that one, which is This crazy. is, I think, I know. Really? Don't, don't look oh at me God. like that. I'm sorry. I've never seen this movie, but I know it was very acclaimed. And this is definitely him showing that he can carry... Uh, um, a movie that was worthy of awards, maybe, and that was Nightcrawler in yeah. 2014. 95 on Rotten Tomatoes, 32 million is all in the box office. Not a huge movie, but I think he was very acclaimed for his role as Lewis Bloom. Never, I liked it. Never saw it. Really? Yeah. It's good. It's on Netflix. Don't look at me like watch that. It. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a hard watch because it's very. He plays a very hardcore psychopath, and that's but he, the, but he has these very. He's got a cool look. He's very gaunt. He lost a lot of weight for it. He's very intense. He's like Christian Bale in the mechanic. Like, he speaks like of... fast and quiet and just like dominates everybody with his weirdness. Um, it's a good movie. It's definitely worth watching. Then he was in Southpaw in 2015. Okay, uh, it was a rotten movie on there. Uh, then he was in Everest. Uh, which got a 72 in 2015. 2015 not being that kind. He was in Accidental Love, which was a nothing movie. And he was in Demolition, which was a nothing movie as well. Wow. So Demolition was like a movie where like he got divorced or something. And then he like uh, was going to gut the inside of his apartment and like rebuild it. Looked wow. Awful. Boring. Yeah. Uh, then he was oh, in... Oh, it was weird, weird, weird yeah, movie, right? Yeah, very weird. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Then he was in Nocturnal Animals. In 2016. Never heard of it. Got Didn't a 74. Then he was in Hondros. He was a producer of it. Then he was in Life. Oh, yeah. The space horror movie with the, the being that came through the glass or whatever. This is now yeah. into 2017. Then he was Jeez. in Stronger in 2017. Okay. He was in Okja. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's right. He yeah. was Dr. Like Johnny this, Wilcox. Yeah. Super weird media guy. Yeah. Yeah. He had that weird, like, voice inflection. Mm-hmm. Then he was in The Sisters Brothers. The Sisters Brothers. John C. Riley. Joaquin Phoenix. Oh. Okay. Um, 2018, he was in Wildlife. Okay. Never heard of it. Um, <laughs> he makes a lot of movies. He was in Morph Vandewalt. Okay. In 2019. I'll 2019, that. he on... was in Spider-Man Far From Home. Yeah. Of course. His Mysterio. biggest movie ever. 390 million box office, 90 overall. He was pretty good. Tomatoes. Yeah. He was good. He was in Velvet Buzzsaw. Yeah, that's a super weird movie, but like, uh, it's like a horror art, art, modern art movie. He produced The Devil All the Time. Which was only okay. He produced Relic this year. All right. And he's going to be in Breaking News in Yuba County. Sounds so boring. Um, okay. So, so we've, we've seen, wow. Why right. is he so famous? He's I not a star. It's, it's so funny when you lay it all out. Uh, when you when you, you just get the whole picture, don't uh, you? Overrated. Not even close. Very overrated. Well, the thing is, is that he's much more of an indie darling. He is an but indie he's not darling. in these award winning indie movies. Like these these movies outside great. outside of Brokeback. Yeah. Yes. But yeah. So I guess my poor my guy. Who I I would consider I like him and I like his movies, but do I? You don't. You don't. You think I you don't. do? You don't. Damn. But you haven't seen Prisoners. Okay, so let me check that out. I'm, let's just call that good. Let's call that great. Even. Well, how many great movies it's, is he it's in? Good. Yeah. He's in like three, three yeah. maybe. Um, and none of us have seen Brokeback. Yeah. And like some of the ones that he's in are like, he is not even like the lead role or anything. Right. Right. Um. 
This Damn, is I gotta a, just give them overrated, which sucks. Are we gonna? Why don't he should do next? An HBO series. Yeah, isn't he, he needs. Isn't, to he, move isn't to, he doing one? He needs to move to TV. For Didn't sure. we say last week he was doing one? Oh yeah, he's doing yeah, one. The Denise right. Denis is going to produce. The Denis directed. That is yeah. what he needs to do. That's his he bread and butter. He needs to have yeah. like a big time HBO series. Get off. While he's on it. Get off the big screen. Come to the small screen where you'll be beloved if yeah. you nail a Matthew McConaughey like role. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's perfect. Wow. wow. Our guy Hall. Impossible to spell last name. So I feel for him there. Um, overrated. Maybe we should do Maggie. Next time we do it, properly rated as a nobody. Yeah, I don't know what to enough. tell you about her. All right, guys, that is it. That is all the time we have this week on the Nordies Podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in. Go back, check out our sports cast as well. The Vikings won. They're back. The Vikings are back. Are they back? Is it fair to say that? They're back. We had a great week for no particular reason. There are big changes happening in the world. Hopefully, um, you guys and uh, you know you're feeling good about those changes. Hopefully, you're staying safe and hopefully. You had some extra joy built into your life over the last few days. I know us here at the Nordies podcast, um, for no reason at all. For no reason at all. At Bless all, up Wisconsin. Have been feeling have been feeling good uh, the last few days. So hopefully you guys are with us. Um, otherwise, thank you guys for listening to the Nordies podcast. We always appreciate you guys and uh, help spread the word this week. Give us just one new listener. We would really appreciate it. You know we deserve it. And for all of you guys who have been posting us on your stories on Instagram, we really appreciate that. We know that that's not always easy to do, and that's not always what you want to do, but it really means the world to us when you guys do that kind of thing for us. So thank you guys. Thank you guys for listening to the Nord East Podcast. 